Chicago Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on, everyone? My name is Adam Hogue. Alongside Will DeWitt, as Nicholas Moriano continues to enjoy his time in Punta Cana uh, or wherever the hell he is. Some are warm. Some are nice <laughs> and warm. What's going on, Will? Oh, not a lot. I'm actually curious, Adam. I need to know, what did I miss yesterday? Because it looked like a great time over at that tailgate at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. You missed a lot of Blue Jays hits. What'd you miss? Oh, there was a lot of stuff that you missed. <laughs> if I go to the uh, internet and figure out some things. Adam, you can start with this. I'll just... Uh, well, I was just going to use that as an opportunity chairs. to complain about my White Sox, of course. Um, no, the tailgate was awesome. We had a great time. Um, I don't know that anything like outrageous happened uh, wow. oh except for lawrence did do a buffalo bills uh table slam at one point the hold on game. did i no <laughs> Wait a minute. that would have been a that would have been on social if he did but uh, i saw his shower that he took with greg go. and it seemed like we had a pretty decent turnout so I'm excited that it was such a great event. Wish I could have been able to make it, but had to take care of those. Will, see if you can spot me in that picture. I don't know if you can spot oh, me. Oh, yeah, the big bright blue shirt. I saw yeah. it yesterday. That's me. See, I wanted to put that banner. There's a banner in the photo for those listening on the podcast uh, on the thing that you're standing on. But you're like, no, I have to stand here. And now we know why. Now that we see the photo. That's why you had to stand there. I get it now. Yeah. What else happened? Let's see. Uh, I love that T-shirt, by the way. The Vienna what, mine? Beef the one I'm wearing hot dog currently? shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good shirt. Uh, it's you know it's it's it was purchased at the actual uh, you know Vienna Beef uh, the factory. Yeah, like no longer Elst- there. The one up on the north side. Now it's down. Yeah. The, so Elston you're talking something. about at Elston and Fullerton. Yes, that wonderful yeah. corner that everyone loved so much back in the day. They have finally I rebuilt know, it, so it makes I sense. I know they've now. since changed it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so this also happened. Steven, our White Sox producer, who I know he sits in here sometimes in the Bears, uh, he did the 999 challenge. Now, Will, do you know what that is? I do. How's he holding up? Okay, I, mean, I, I don't. I need to whiteboard this for me and probably some of our listeners. What is that? Okay, so that is nine innings of a baseball game. He's okay. going to eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers in that amount of time. Okay. He did it kind of with ease, honestly. At the beginning, he was a little concerned about it because we didn't actually get into the seats until, like, the second inning started. Uh, we'd already missed a uh, Blue Jays run. Shock. Um, and so he just started piling them away, but then, like, it was – the bottom of the eighth and he like finished his life. He was actually waiting for Herb to come over uh, and he finished his, his ninth beer and you know, he seemed okay. Uh, he now, do you was, have to do one beer per inning or can well, you just, or can you just have nine? I, see now that if, if you actually go to that tweet and look at the replies, apparently you can't just do, you, you should do it that way officially. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know what the hell this is. But he was just, you know, like shoving three dogs in immediately and getting those, get the start going, <laughs> you know. I don't know. It was, I don't know what the official rules are. I was also concerned that he was going to choose a Shandy instead of like a Miller Lite or whatever. And I don't know if I agreed with all that, but, uh, you know, it all, it all worked out. It all, it all counts, I guess. So Okay. 
I need a clarification on this, and maybe you're not the right guy to ask. I don't know, but I, because I, I have my own beef with uh, what beer has become at baseball games. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, you can't just buy, uh, like, a normal-sized beer anymore. It's only these giant ones yeah. that cost, like, $16. Right. And it's like, okay, well, it's really, really hot out. So now it's going to get warm can, after, like, I, three can, sips, yeah. Can I just pay the... Seven fifty it used to cost for the regular size beer, like like even that was too expensive when that was the case. But why do I have to have this right. giant ass beer that's going to be warm? I'm not here to have like twenty beers in the game. I don't right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, for the like for the dads, I agree. I don't want give me a twelve ounce. It'll be nice and cold until ounce twelve. Yeah, and then I'll get another one. I'll still yeah, pay the same ridiculous amount you're asking us to pay right. per ounce for the beer. Well, I'll say but, so. I, I all I did is I went to the uh, the little the craft cave upstairs version where we were sitting, and I grabbed a uh, a Founders All Day IPA. You know, good session IPA. Mm-hmm. Now it did come in a 16 ounce can, but I had a koozie, 16 ounce can that was fine for me. I didn't get the 30 ounce Miller Lite or whatever the heck they're selling there in the standard taps. Yeah, I don't need any of that stuff. It's crazy. uh, Yeah. Uh, Now, Will, you missed also, let's see, what else did you miss? Oh, yeah, me showering with Greg Boyson of CHGO Blackhawks. That was fun. Mm. (laughs) Well, dreams come true. Dreams come true. I think we should clarify a little bit. This was probably the best part of the day because it was so. GD hot up there in the 500 level where we started our seats. Yeah, God. I I ended up downstairs too, and I also my head did go under that shower. And yes, to clarify for the podcast listeners, we're talking, of course, about the old Comiskey Park shower that's out in left field, and it's still there, and you you just kind of walk under it, and it was it was very refreshing. Now, is any part of that shower actually part of the old shower? I highly doubt it. Because it has totally changed over the years, and now it looks like it was, like, renovated, yeah. and, you know, they put a sponsor on there. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. It's got to be sponsored. You got it. can't just have a shower. I don't mind the sponsor part. It's just, like... But, yeah, actually, if you want to see the original Bill Vec era, I, someone actually got in the comments of that uh, tweet, and here it is. So you that's, see, I uh, was wondering, like, well... Yeah. Like, it was literally just a pipe with a, you know, a shower head on it. That was in the middle of the outfield concourse back in the day. Really? They should have one of those installed in every section in the ballpark. Yeah. So that in between like, innings, you could I don't know, How about those like misting off. fans like they do in Arizona outside at restaurants? They used to have like a misting zone out there. I don't know if they still do or not. They did. Yeah. Okay. I, it was like kind of like behind the center field, the batter's eye, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. I didn't, I, used, I don't think that was there. I used to like running through that. Anyway, we had a great time yesterday. I uh, appreciate everybody who came out. And uh, if you missed it, don't worry. There's going to be more events like this in the future, especially some Bears-related ones as well. Um, but we had a good day. The weather was nice. It was hot, but it was still, I mean, it was, it was better than thanks, it had been. Thanks to Weber Grills and uh, Green Ridge Farms, like, providing, like, it was great. I, th- I thought we were just going to have a grill given to us, and then we'd have to be grilling things. No, no, they brought the grillers. They brought nice. actual people who were grilling for us and, and being amongst our tailgate crew and 
delicious sausage. Got some leftovers here at the office. I'll be enjoying later. That was a, there were a lot of leftovers. Um, yeah, yeah, and that was uh, I had a lot of questions in my Twitter uh, or tweets the, asking what kind of grill that was. That's Weber's Traveler Grill, which it was is cool. Really- it was super cool. It like it it was like an ironing board where it just kind of collapsed to yeah. like mm. in the in the uh, back of your car. But it's still big enough awesome. that it, you could put a lot on there. Oh yeah, I could show you. Uh, so like, there's the old the- there's the Weber Q that's like the smaller one. But this is like, uh, it's plenty big. You, they, yeah. And they had three of them set up, so there's Here, plenty of food getting grilled on there. Here, let me share that one last tweet, and then we can actually talk bears here. But uh, here we go. Look at that. Look at that thing. Oof, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, wow, yeah. The food was good. The grilling I mean, was good. What do you like, got? How, how many sausages we got on there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, you got like, you could get like two dozen sausages on there, no problem. Two dozen sausages. It's amazing. It was great. Um, I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. This is actually making me hungry right now. Again. Sorry, guys. I'm glad you have and all the, the And that shirt, man. Like between the it video and the shirt, shirt, stomach is rumbling. <laughs> can you get a Chicago dog in Indiana? Oh, you can. Like we do have Portillos here in Indiana. Oh. Like they have ventured down. I think the and further still... south I've seen, it's Indy. Okay. Yeah, and there's still yeah, yeah, you, can also, there. you can go up to the region. I'm sure there's some there's some good Chicago spots in the region. Yeah, down okay. here not so much. Actually, we have a Fat Dan's down here, which is like supposed to be like a Chicago style place. If it's got fat in the title, I gotta be honest. I'm going there. It's gotta be good. Like, <laughs> fat Dan's. It's okay. decent. It's decent. Not fat it's not Dan. the same as like in the city, but I mean, you have to know what you're getting into though, and set those proper expectations. Hey, we got a little bit of. Um, it's not really breaking news, but it's breaking details on some news that came through in the last couple of days. Um, but you may have heard that Larry Ogunjobi, who was supposed mm-hmm. to be the Bears 3 technique, signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we have some details from Ian Rappaport on the contract, which some people were wondering about, um, given that the Bears gave him a hefty contract that they had to pull out of. This contract is a one-year deal worth up to $8 million, including incentives. The tweet goes on to say, after an unfortunate free agency situation with the Bears, Ogunjobi's foot has improved, and he now has another chance to cash in next free agency. So, one year, I mean, this is a proven deal. Oh, yeah. With the incentives, we don't even know what that means in terms of what the, the, the floor of the contract Um still is so you know that's if everything goes great he's going to get eight million and um then he'll hit free agency again next year i'm sure we'll get some questions right away well hey why can't the bears sign him that same contract well you know first of all i i think that there's been differing opinions on that foot and i don't know i don't know that it's universal across the league that the foot is better um, remember, he did uh, visit with the Jets at one point and did not sign there. So, and we also don't know. I mean, as far as we know, Larry could have decided, I'm sorry, you guys pulled out of the deal, like going somewhere yeah, else. They're not going to tell us if that's the case either, Adam. So right. it, it's, it's definitely a possibility as well, but I'm okay with it. That's a lot of money for still risk uh, at that and, now you allow Justin Jones to be that guy for better, for worse, and you know, hopefully ends up panning out. And we talked about him uh, a couple of days ago now on this podcast. And uh, 
we'll see how it all shakes out. But it's interesting to see that uh, the comments right underneath the tweet, like the top two are overpaid. That's what people were saying about it. Yeah, but we don't know what the base is. So exactly, it's depends on those exact details. I have a feeling if he if he reaches those eight, you know, gets that contract up to eight million dollars, and he won't be overpaid. He might even be underpaid if he does, you know, what he's got to do to earn those incentives. But um, kind of closing the books, I guess, on the Larry Ogunjobi saga because we were getting questions pretty much every day about whether or not the Bears could still sign him. And now the answer is no. He's with Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. All right, well, we are going to continue our scheduled preview series as we've been doing all week long. And we move ahead to week four. By the way, we did have an episode yesterday. I know we weren't live um, with the show because of the White Sox tailgate we were on, but we did put out an episode for you guys to listen to. Um, and we got it up on YouTube, didn't we? After all, yes, that? we did. Lawrence did some amazing yeah. work. Did you yeah. go? You went home from the tailgate and then still did more yeah. work? Or no, it was done no, before. I, no, we did this. Uh, you know, remember you were in the DeLorean and all that BS. So oh, we, I yeah. did it Tuesday. This is why I'm getting confused about my dates. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Today's yeah. Thursday. Is, is this 1985 or 1955? <laughs> yeah. Marty! It's 1885, actually. Oh, no. Oh, not that one. Oh, See, I still like that, that one. one. It's definitely the it. worst of the three, but I still liked oh. it. He gets okay. to play like his great-great-grandpa and... Be married to his mom's Zach. character is weird. It's all weird, but it's it's still an enjoyable episode with the clock tower and building it and the train. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Doc finds love, and I thought that was important for him. That's a good yeah. point. It sure is. Okay, let's talk about the Giants. We found love. <laughs> all right, um, the New York Giants, four and thirteen last year. Boy, the Giants have like really become one of the worst teams in the NFL. It's like you blinked and 10 years went by and you don't realize that they have, they've been bad for a decade. Yes, they have. They haven't even made the playoffs in that long, right? I don't no, think they it's have. Been a, I think what, the last time was a few years before Manning left? I mean, they won the two Super Bowls and they, then it just dropped off and they've been, mm-hmm. they've been bad. So, uh, you know, four and 13, Last season, and they um, are able to land Kayvon Thibodeau in the draft with that high draft pick. Um, they also got Evan Neal from Alabama in there. So, you know, their struggles have resulted in some high draft picks and some draft capital that they can use. Uh, Wandell Robinson also was a guy that we talked about pre-draft coming out of Kentucky. He started his career at Nebraska. Uh, he's somebody that I thought – could have been a good fit for the Bears, too. But, you know, they end up with, I don't know, just another team here we're kind of looking at where, in your opinion, Will, I guess, what do you what do you feel like are the key additions and the key losses? I mean, the ones we have up on the screen on YouTube, it's like, I don't know that any of these guys are moving the needle for me. Well, that, that's where most of the money went. Uh, they didn't have a lot of cap space either. So very similar to our previous opponent with the Texans, like, and really the Bears' offseason, not a lot of money to go spend. So they brought in... You know, Mark Lewinsky, who played for the Colts last year, decent run blocker, which, of course, they're trying to get Saquon Barkley back to a level that we saw a few years ago. But outside of that, 
No. <laughs> the draft picks I like, though. You had two top 10 picks there with Thibodeau and Evan Neal. And Neal, I, what I saw out of New York is even though he played left tackle last year, they want to move him back to right, which he played earlier in his collegiate career. And I do like Wandale Robinson. That's a very crowded wide receiver room now inside of uh, for the Giants locker room. You have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, which I know had mixed results as a rookie, but I don't expect rookie to wide receivers to make that big of an impact at least more times than not and when you look at Wandale Robinson and Adam I know you did a full breakout on him and you can share more but he reminds me a little bit of Cole Beasley-esque with his slot presence Brian Dable coming from the Bills with all the experience with Beasley I can see him tapping into Robinson's kind of skill set there and also he's a little bit more athletic and he can be used in the backfields like shades of Debo but also Cole Beasley he's an interesting player that I can see the Giants being creative in how they utilize them. Yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of uh, how quick that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, but he's definitely kind of a smaller gimmicky type guy, like kind of a smaller version of Alice Jones, I think in terms of the way you might see him. Used, very similar, yeah. You know, end arounds very horizontally, get the ball in his hands and then let him get north and south on his own once he gets the football. So um, something to watch there. Uh, we do have a question. Didn't the Bills and Colts play each other last year? Flus versus Dable. The answer to that is yes. And even more on that is the Indianapolis Colts went into Buffalo and won 41 to 15. Ooh. So um, there was some success there had by the uh, the now Bears head coach, then Colts defensive coordinator, against um, a, obviously a very good Bills team that the offensive coordinator was Brian Dable, who is now the head coach of the New York Giants. So now you have uh, you know Dable with a much less talented quarterback in Daniel Jones. I'm a little surprised, Will, that they've basically chosen to roll with Daniel Jones going forward. They punted on what was not a very good quarterback class in this year's draft. It almost seems like they're trying to set themselves up for, for next year to land one of those quarterbacks uh, because I know they've said all the right things about Daniel Jones, but I just find it hard to believe that they still believe in him in the way that is going to uh, result in them not picking a quarterback in next year's draft. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Adam. And if I was a Giants fan, I think I would be okay with that path just due to the who was available at quarterback, both in the offseason, uh, free agency, and in the draft, and using both your top 10 picks to get a really talented edge rusher in Thibodeau and then perhaps a long-term starter at tackle in Neal. Like, I'd be okay because those are two, I was going to say premium positions, but Neal's going to right tackle instead of left, but two very important positions nevertheless that they could have long-term answers to to build a foundation in which a rookie quarterback can come into and maybe have a a better situation than Jones has right now. Bringing Tyrod Taylor is interesting because he and Daniel Jones are very different styles of quarterbacks. Uh, So we'll see exactly how that kind of pans out too. When I just look at this game though overall, I just love the parallels because the Bears did interview Dable for the head coaching job. They also interviewed Sean for the GM position, and obviously they both went to New York. We have Poles and Eberflus instead. So it's just, you know, what if? It's a game of what if, what could have been. And I think winning this would be important to kind of help sell the Bears fan base that, like, hey, we did make the right decisions. 
Yeah, every single one of these games so far that we've gone through has had like some wrinkle like this, mm-hmm. either whether it's Justin Fields' quarterback class or it's the coaching connections. Um, and even here in week four with the Giants, there is that parallel. Um, and tomorrow we're going to preview the Minnesota Vikings. Similar situation with um, the GM head coach combination there and the different directions that these franchises all will go. And we're going to at least be able to see them head to head here in weeks four and five um, with the giants. Yeah. It was uh, GM Joe Shane who uh, ended up going there. And then he was also with Buffalo. So he just ends up taking Brian Dayball with him. And that was a pairing that made a lot of sense that we talked about as a possible pairing uh, with the Chicago Bears. And, of course, the Bears went in a completely different direction. Um, but, you know, that Ryan Pohl seems to be off to a pretty decent start, especially with some of these draft picks, as far as we could tell at this point. Uh, and I just feel like they're in a much better situation than the, the Giants are uh, at the quarterback position. Yeah, as of right now, I don't have any remorse about the direction that the Bears are headed. Uh, admittedly, when we're going through like the initial surge, Dable, Sean were near the very top of my list and guys I did want to bring in. However, I think Poles has really kind of sold himself and proven a lot in a very short amount of time here in Chicago, too. Uh, one thing I did find earlier this morning, actually, was uh, throughout OTAs and minicamp, uh, Dable's been kind of preaching aggression out of Daniel Jones, wanting him to attack the field a little bit more in this offense, pushed the ball downfield. He was 27th in the league last year with only 6.7 yards per attempt. But is that what you would want as a defensive coordinator? Like you want Daniel Jones to like be more aggressive against you? Because I think I would. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think so too, because that's where the accuracy seems to wane. And, mm-hmm. just, you know, I or or I guess you – you know, kind of take the Mitch Trubisky approach, right? Where you just, you make him want to make him play quarterback against you. And then, you know, I I mean, I could see it both ways. Um, I don't know. I've just never really been a big Daniel Jones guy. I remember when I, I forget where exactly I had him in that quarterback class coming out, but I did put him as a second round pick as somebody who um, I thought would, honestly, his career's kind of gone exactly how I thought because I I figured some team would draft him, try to make him their starter. I feel like this is going to end up in in a situation where he's going to end up as a backup somewhere, um, and he's going to continue to have a really really you know long, lucrative career um, in that spot because he's still going to be a guy that has value in your quarterback room. He's mm-hmm. going to be a a guy who probably gets another chance similar to Mitch, Mitch Trubisky to start somewhere, and even if he ends up settling as a backup. He's going to be in the league for a while because he's smart. Um, he does have experience, so he can come in and play at times. And I think that's probably where this is all headed with Daniel Jones eventually. But at this point, you know, barring an injury, he should be playing week four against the Bears. Uh, and the Bears have had a lot of success against the Giants as of late. I think they've won four in a row against the Giants. I think it was three uh, when I checked today. Uh, I think they lost 2018's meeting. If I remember correctly, I was actually traveling that weekend, but I do remember, I think that was a loss. Chase Daniel may have been quarterback 
uh, of that game as well. Maybe it was twenty. Oh yeah, that was the uh, that was one of the bad losses they had in twenty eighteen mm-hmm. um, that they should have won. Absolutely. Uh, Alec Ogletree had a pick six in that game. Oh, hey, <laughs> he's yeah. known for getting those interceptions on Bears quarterbacks, whether he's on the team or on the opposing defense. Yeah, I, I maybe I'm saying the Bears have won four in a row. I was already giving them the victory in this game. Okay, I, I like that. I think that's what's what's happening. Uh, Are you we sure were, beating Mike Glennon twice just didn't like beating him just didn't count as two wins? Because I mean that was maybe that's it know, too. Yeah. It was one of those I was going to mention the last meetup. Like, well, look, the Bears won 29 to three, and then I remembered, oh yeah, that was a Mike Glennon game. So I just fixed, put it. This is the very last bullet in my notes. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll mention it. Maybe I wouldn't. One big loss though that maybe moves the needle for this contest, at least in the Bears' favor, would be the loss of James Bradbury. He was their top cornerback. Uh, he wasn't someone that was say, playing like one of the, as the best corners in the NFL, but he was someone that they did kind of lean on heavily in that secondary. But just due to cap situation and constraints, uh, they had to let him go to help kind of sign some of their rookies. So that makes Adoree Jackson their CB1. And I think that is a problem of itself. Yeah, so maybe the Bears' weaknesses at wide receiver don't get exploited as much in this game. And we'll we'll see. We'll see yeah. what how big of a weakness receiver is still when how they overcome it with game planning and role playing and all. Well, the by then the Bears will have uh, DK Metcalf on their team. So jeez, <laughs> you know, if that's the case, I don't know. That's I what I see on social media and stuff. Should I buy a jersey then? No, probably not. Um. Yeah, probably not. I still wouldn't. Mm. It'd be like the Will Jersey curse immediately. That's right. Let's hey, we have some points behind me. We'll Come give you some. Ahead. Yeah, we'll give you some points bets numbers here in a second on the, um on the New York Giants. But first, speaking of points bet, the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. And that's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I got my CHGO Bulls shirt on today for the NFL, uh, the NBA draft. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. If you see an edge in the game you're watching or is your favorite team primed for a comeback, don't just watch the game. Bet along with the game live because PointsBet has more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Join right now by downloading the PointsBet app using that promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? Because it is time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And Adam, I have to let everyone know about Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because, well, I don't like taking a ton of vitamins. and I just wanted some better gut health. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, like I've been on a lot of antibiotics the last two weeks. So improving my gut health, getting probiotics in my body has been extremely important. And Is your ear AG1, better? No, uh, it's not. What I'm seeing, like it can, this fluid can stay in there up to three months. Like, oh, boy. That, Oh boy is right. So I'm just going to be patient. I'm not as anxious about it as I was earlier in the week, but I appreciate you checking. Uh, But AG1, it doesn't taste super like it's super healthy. Like it 
actually has like a mild tropical taste that uh, is something I look forward to having uh, each morning when I have it. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports all of your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, really all of the things. And when I looked into them just a little bit more, I was very just taken away by like their founder's story. Athletic Greens was created when the founder, he experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over a hundred dollars today. And that's why he invented AG1 to get some of that optimal nutrition routine that you can have at a much lower cost because AG1 costs you less than $3 per day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than really if you have a cold brew habit. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athletic, uh, athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bears, and then uh, go ahead. Uh, that's again, athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bears to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's take a look at some of the points, bets, numbers on the New York Giants. Obviously, they are not a big favorite to win the Super Bowl. You can get them at a nice price of plus 12500 to win the Super Bowl. That ranks 27th in the NFL and to win the NFC, they're tied for 12th at plus 6,000. Uh, just to win the NFC East, the division, plus 700, that puts them last in the NFC East. And their over-under, though, is higher than the Bears' over-under. Mm -hmm. It is at 7.5 wins with the over being uh, plus 135 and the under minus 165. So that skews towards the under, obviously, on the 7.5. But... Um, Look, the Giants, it hasn't been going well, but they have not necessarily been pushovers. They've looked awful against the Bears the last couple of years, especially when they have Mike Glennon out there. But maybe I'm not doing Daniel Jones, like, enough justice. He's, he's okay. You know, like, he's, he's probably going to keep you somewhere in the game. Like, the Giants are good enough to win on any given Sunday um, if he's healthy. And that makes us this, that makes us a tough game. I think it's a good thing the Bears are getting this one early in the season because, like, if you start to look at their depth chart, there's, there's pieces to like here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Kenny Galladay still on that team. Obviously, he was hurt a lot last year. Um, but you, all of a sudden you add Evan Neal, you were talking about earlier, to that old line Kayvon Thibodeau's on the defense. Are still and I know like, uh, Mark Lewinsky's a big update or upgrade over Will Hernandez, too, uh, who sure. they're kind of replacing and wasn't a, a draft pick that panned out. So that's, you know, upgrading that offensive line. Swaycom Barkley remaining healthy. And I saw they're trying to use him a few different ways, just getting more creative and getting him some touches and open space. And we know how dangerous he can be in the open field. Uh, we've seen it for years. I know he hasn't been the same since that injury. Um, but as time wears on, like he can perhaps return more to form. Yeah, absolutely. So I just think it's good that they probably got that they get in this early in the season because I think this is a Giants team that if they stay healthy, 
I'm not saying they're going to compete for the AFC East or anything, but they're going to be maybe one of those teams that improves as the year goes on. Yeah, I can see that with a new, you know, first time head coach. Sometimes it takes a little while, but as we saw in 2018, when Nagy came in, like sometimes teams really stick to a coach. You get that buy-in early, as we mentioned, I think earlier in this week uh, as well. And you never know exactly how things can kind of go from there. So in many ways, we kind of know what the Giants have been and this roster hasn't changed all too much, but with new coaching and some of these newer players, as we mentioned, like they could surprise folks with at least being better than people are expecting. Uh, and yes, this is a live show, Josh. We've got a question from Josh. Is this pre-recorded or can we ask questions? Uh, it is live today and you more, you are more than welcome to ask questions. Absolutely. So uh, we, and we will leave some time to answer some questions later on in the show. But um, so I think that's going to do it for our bears giants preview. Uh, I have, this as kind of a toss game. I honestly cannot remember when we did our schedule predictions. If I had this as a win or a loss, I could see it going either way. Really. This could be a game that bears going to New York win just fine. Or it could be one of those losses that you're kind of realizing, all right, that the holes the bears have are absolutely real. Yep, I had them winning. Uh, again, I think I did a 10-game winning season. I think you have them 4-0 at this point. I think I did. Uh, did I have them beating the Packers? Uh, let's go 3-1. Probably, probably not, yeah. Let's do 3-1. <laughs> I think I had them at 2-2 two two coming out of the first four. So that was probably beating the Texans and Giants, now that I think about it. But I would say 1-3 is more likely than 3-1. 2-2 two two then. But I'm still sticking with it until we get to the final official record predictions. And I see in training camp and preseason what the Bears are actually going to be about. And I'm going to hold to it. All right. Fair enough. All right. We've got to keep it going with our um, some of our player previews that we've been doing and my grades from the 2021 season. And uh, today on the docket, Will, is Sam Mustafer the center who has start, started all 17 games last year. You got to give him that. He has, he has been a starter. Um, he's held his own at times. Uh, he's also been exposed a little bit at times as well. But my grade uh, coming out of last season was a 1.29, which puts him in that fringe starter area, which quite frankly, Will, I mean, that's, that's what he is, right? I'm, mm-hmm. It actually defines exactly where he is on this roster right now because they already went out despite him starting all 17 games last season and replaced him with Lucas Patrick um, slid Mustafer over to right guard as it stands right now he's technically the team's number one right guard um, but I don't know that his spot there is safe at all I don't know that his roster spot is even safe I mean if I had a guess I think Sam Mustafer's around. I think he's on this team. Um, he is considered one of the you know smarter players on the roster. Uh, I think I told this story before, but Chase Daniel, I had heard that Chase Daniel once called him the smartest center he's ever worked with. Um, didn't say most talented, didn't say best, just the smartest. Um, and so I do think that that probably helps his chances to, to um, you know, continue to peep compete for one of the starting jobs and stay on the roster. But 
it, it, this is one of the big questions, I think, in August of what happens with Sam Mustafer, who, again, right now, if there's playing tomorrow, he's probably starting at right guard. But I don't know how it's really, we haven't seen him really play that position. No, we haven't. So for someone that really struggled at the position that he was like the most natural fit at to make a transition, it's hard to like project anything better right now. And like you said, as of today, maybe they'd have to roll with it. But as we go through training camp, my hope, and I expect the same to be similar with a lot of Bears fans out there, would be that someone steps up and takes his place. Yeah, I think the question then is, who will that be? Hmm, that's the big question out there. So many potential options, you know, whether it be Devin Jenkins has to slide inside, uh, whether it be uh, Zachary Thomas. Yep. Uh, I think, know. look, I think Zachary Thomas, I, I think I put this in my Bears, thing, Bears Things column earlier in this week. My prediction is that at some point in training camp, either Zachary Thomas or Jatire Carter, or maybe both, are given a chance at that right guard spot. Um, you know, moving up with the reps, we'll have to see. Uh, Kyle's asking, do you think Sam is starting right guard in week one, week four, week 17? No. <laughs> I guess I could see it week one. I would say by week 17, I, I would be surprised. I feel like if it is week one, that just may be an indictment of what's still behind him, not being ready as quickly yeah. as the Bears are hoping. Because all their all signs indicate they want to move on. It's just a matter of do they have someone in place to actually make it happen. And I, I really hope so, Adam. One thing here's the thing we always we always want to pencil in these offensive linemen this time of year. And then the reality is guys get hurt, players get moved around, it happens. I mean, one thing that's still we still have to leave open as a possibility is Lucas Patrick playing right guard. I think that they made it clear. They like him at center. They think he'll improve as a center and, and that's the spot they want him at. But if they can't find a right guard and they need him to play it, they might have uh, the combination might end up being better with somebody else in center. Like if Sam Mustafer can't really adapt to playing right guard, but you're able to put him back at center where he's at least started 17 games last season. It could happen. I don't think that's the ideal situation. Um, Hendricks commenting right here is still pointing out like Larry Borum is a possibility. Tevin Jenkins might be a possibility too. So I don't know what's taking so long to get some of those guys reps at right guard other than the pads haven't gone on and maybe they're just waiting for that training camp, but it's going to be fascinating to watch it play out. Yes, it is. I think day one of training camp, and even by the time we get to the first preseason game, like that line can shuffle a few different times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it probably will, too. All right, uh, you have another player preview as well. Um, but we also need to tell you about another partner of ours because I know everybody here. We, you, you know the spiel. You want to start your day? <laughs> with a competitive edge who wouldn't who wouldn't want to do that and strava coffee is a game changer their cbd coffee has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life strava delivers delicious 
fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focus without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. That's what I need right now. I feel like every muscle in my body hurts mm. from moving. Well, you know, I was outside all last week because we had our floors refinished. Now all that furniture has to come back in. And it takes work. You know, I'm not. Uh, not as young as I used to be, Will. Uh, you can live your day more balanced. And plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part is Strava is all about their quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and it's shipped straight to your door. They also offer concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. And our CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's $25 off your entire order at StravaCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at Check out Already Love Strava. Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. All right. Um, you have another player profile that you just continue to pump out at allchgo.com. And remember, these, guys, these are unlocked for everybody. So... Even if you're not a member, which you should be, but you can go to allchgo.com and read all of Will DeWitt's player previews. They're all linked back together, too, so you can go back, click through all of them. Um, really good job by Will. And who do you have today? Today we have, uh, we're sticking at tight end uh, for the second day in a row, and we're going to go with uh, Ryan Griffin entering his 10th season. He is 32 years old now. So the Bears are bringing in yet another veteran presence at tight end. Uh, I think they're banking on the fact that he's been very consistent throughout the vast majority of his career of being a very serviceable option uh, for offenses. He's not going to take you know, the bulk of the targets or anything of that nature, but uh, he tends to make uh, decent things happen when the football goes his way. Uh, he had 17 catches for almost 200 yards in the final seven games last season, and he's a tight end that does something that I know the Bears are trying to really do this year – better so than they did in the past is get yards after the catch. Griffin was the 14th best tight end in the league last year in this regard, averaging 5.4 after the catch. And when you see him, uh, a lot of his stuff kind of comes in the, in the middle of the field, whether he's, you know, finding a soft spot in the zone, he can be a seam threat as well. Uh, he's shifty. He's not going to run people over at least last year. He wasn't able to force many missed tackles, but he is someone like Cole Komet as we've seen, like he's a fighter with the football in his hands and something that perhaps people have forgotten about is he can be good in the red zone. Just two years ago, he was the fifth best tight end in the red zone, having six receiving touchdowns inside the 20, and that came on seven targets. So very much someone that was maximizing those opportunities. And I can see it this year, right? You have Darnell Mooney, uh, perhaps if it's Valus Jones Jr., Byron Pringle, Cole Komet, David Montgomery. So defense is focusing on those guys. Perhaps they'll forget about Ryan Griffin. He has an easy look in the end zone for some points. Uh, but yeah, when I look at Griffin, you know, there's a lot that he needs to 
I was going to say work on, but I think I know who he is at this point. He has issues with drops. He's seen it before throughout his career. But he could just be a sneaky good player for the Bears. So I kind of go in in this preview with a, a little bit more detail than this, but I think this is a good way to kind of like tease today's article. Yeah, no, perfect. And I feel like you know he's got a really good chance to be the Jesse James of this year, right? Hmm. Um, Jesse James was somebody who – Came, didn't say a whole lot, but just came in, had a lot of experience, and was solid for you. You know, he didn't really do anything that angered the fans. I think he actually did the opposite, especially I'm thinking, like, uh, was that preseason or early on in the season? Just, you know, somebody that was reliable as a backup tight end, and I think that that's kind of probably what Ryan Griffin's role is. Remember, the tight end position's changing a little bit here for the Bears in this offense. I'm not sure they're really, you know, so focused on that U tight end that Matt Nagy always talked about. This is more of a standard. Okay, everybody's the playing this. I don't want to say it's the same tight end position, but it's more so like the tight end needs to be able to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be the starting tight end. There's going to be the backup tight end. And then maybe there's a third and maybe a fourth, depending on special teams. Um, and so I, I still can't figure out if Ryan Griffin and James O'Shaughnessy are like kind of competing against each other for that veteran tight end spot. While I, I, I think that's probably the hope with the idea that like a Chase Allen who is undrafted, who I think the bears like a lot can come on and secure a roster spot, not have to go to the practice squad, but they at least have a lot of different options at tight end, but all of them come after the idea that Cole Komet needs to make a big step up and be the team's clear starter. Exactly. Like Cole Komet has to be the guy at the position, and then it'd be Griffin and or, you know, O'Shaughnessy to kind of be that next in line. And like you, Adam, I would love to see, you know, Allen be able to catapult himself to this active roster. I can also see it, though, with these two veterans, with James O'Shaughnessy as well as Ryan Griffin, who have been more than serviceable throughout their career and you kind of know what to expect out of them right now, and they could probably jump in and make more of an immediate impact that you can stash Allen on that practice squad for a year, give him a redshirt season, and then next year could be a, a season in which you see him make the team and perhaps have a, himself a role in this offense. They have themselves insurance here, which – Again, I think is a testament to Ryan Poles to put this team in a position which saw a lot of changes at tight end. You know, Cole Komet's the only one coming back, but still I feel decent about the depth as well as perhaps the future uh, with Allen being another viable young guy on this roster. Let's end the show with this fun question from J.R. Mayberry, who says, random question, but how come every time the Bears go live, he's talking about their press conferences, they always show Nick... <laughs> Putting his Samsung phone on the stand, he looks so short compared to everyone else. <laughs> well, he is short. Like that's yeah. just who Nick is. He's yep. a short guy. He's not a tall guy. Uh, he does work out, as he likes to remind you, with the Samsung phone that he uses to post on social media. Um, and he must just be the last guy up there every time to put his recorder up or something. If people are noticing it, yeah, we have to tell him to be a little bit more assertive. I get up there or not. Maybe he wants to, knowing Nick, he probably likes the camera time to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's this other question from Josh, uh, which is a totally different subject. We should probably devote a show during the off season, this dead period, just to stadium 
stuff, but nothing's really happened on that regard. I know Lori Lightfoot got asked something about the Bears stadium yesterday and just gave it completely. She always tries to deflect to how bad the Bears are, which is fair. Has nothing to do with you keeping the team in Chicago, though, but it's fair. Hey, uh, Josh says, stadium question, hate the Packers, but just visited up there. They did the outside of their stadium, very fan-friendly with bars, restaurants, spare field, etc. Any chance Arlington will be like that? I think that's the hope. I think that's the whole mm-hmm. point is build an entertainment comp- complex around there. The Packers have done a phenomenal job um, because they are, they're in Green Bay. They're not in downtown Chicago. There's a lot more space, and they had to buy up a lot of that area too, and things got knocked down, decrepit hotels that would be like next door and all kinds of – but the Bears don't have that option really around Soldier Field. It's not like you're going to be knocking down the museums that are next door. So – but, yeah, I think that's the point. I mean, put those bars and restaurants in there. Make it an entertainment district. The spare field, that's actually, they use that for the practice facility, too, because they practice right there at Lambeau Field. Um, but, yeah, even in the wintertime, there's an ice rink out there. Um, what do they call that? Uh, is it Champions Plaza or something like that? They got a whole, they got a whole area out there. It. There's not much in Green Bay, but if you go visit around Lambeau Field, it's actually pretty cool, I have to say. It wasn't like that when I visited, like, yeah. 12 years ago. Definitely due for a trip. Yeah. Look, if they go to Arlington Heights, you better believe the place is going to be souped up. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be – there's so much land there. There's so much land. And I doubt the stadium is going to be as extravagant and as big as SoFi but it's a similar concept because that whole area was built on the old Hollywood park and old horse race track. So there's a lot of land there to work with. There's a lot of different things they can do condos, you know, throw those in there too, whatever you want to do. It's going to be, if that's what they end up doing title town. Thank you, Josh is what it's called. They got all kinds of stuff out there. Um, The bears will have to come up with a different name. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have many. Well, we have a lot of titles. We have a lot of titles. Just not a lot of Super Bowls. One Lombardi Trophy Town. Can you go? I don't think that rings off the Five Town. What's that? 85 Town. 85. Yeah. It's this, this, this fan base. I'll let you just keep going back to 85. Just so. like Back to the Future. I was going to yeah. say, you know, we're coming full circle here. Great way to end. Marty! <laughs> If we had the DeLorean, that's why we would go back to 1985 all the time. You'd have back to. Back in time. Yeah. Well, uh, best Back to the Future movie, quick. I like number two. Yeah. The original. I'm always I, original recipe. There's not many, there's not many uh, you know, sequels that I'm going to say are better. In, second like, one's, but that's one of the reasons things. why that franchise is so good, because the second one, like, they, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. I still lean with the first one though; it's the best. I mean, they also nailed it with the like Cubs World Series thing, that weird Marlins thing, right? That was a very strange. Doesn't that make you feel like the DeLorean's real? Yeah. Because how else would they have known that? I've seen the DeLorean. I feel like it was like in an arcade at Woodfield Mall, like 15 years oh, yeah, ago or something. I think but... there's like a few of them. Yeah. Or replicas or something. If you like, turn on a. Uh... Meekum Auto Show, like there's one that's strolling across there sometimes, I feel like. So. No, but yeah, sure. 
Oh, you're not, you're not a Mika Motto show guy. I had you pegged for one of those. Honestly, I my only like knowledge of Mika Motto shows is that the one of the hosts I used to I have worked with in the past. So I'll see her on Instagram posting about Mika Motto shows. I'm like, oh, good for her. It's kind of a cool part. event to actually take your kids to. Yeah, if you ever do sure. that. This, so, all right, um, we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate everybody watching, listening. Uh, thanks for sticking with us yesterday as we didn't have a live show because of the White Sox tailgate. But if you missed it, there is another episode for you to go back to all week long. If you missed any of them, we've been chopping through the schedule here. Tomorrow we'll continue with. Get the merch too. Oh, yeah. The new shirts are up there. The skyline. I got to put my order in for those. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. You're going to do socks and skyline there, Adam? The new socks one is pretty awesome i think we mm-hmm. call that dope merch at chgo sure we do that that's the um, official layman's term but we also covered that i'm not gonna wear the cubs one or buy it so sorry about that you don't apologize to me <laughs> <laughs> here take a look at the south side shirt it's oh it's so good south side bias that's good you know I will say, though, if we have a tailgate at a Cubs game, I will be there wearing yeah, that just, shirt. Just like Cody and Ryan. Yeah, shout out to them. They were good. They, were, they had a good time, and um, they were fun to just talk baseball with and actually complain about the White Sox with while I sat there and watch players collide into each other. Hi, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, Aaron Rodgers is on the stream today like he is most days. Yeah, still yeah. here. Still there. Still immunized. We're out of here. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones. Follow us at all C, uh, at CHGO underscore sports. All CHGO.com is the website. And we're also at CHGO underscore bears. A lot of good social media content up yesterday, by the way, from the tailgate. As we were showing you on the YouTube stream earlier, you can check some Aaron Rodgers on that. I found my way into a lot of those posts. That's <laughs> what he does. Got to get the photos and get the shots. Camera on him. All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, 1 o'clock, as we preview the Vikings. Ooh.